It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Irrelevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to help you know you're not alone on your journey of faith. And today we're going to talk about the Sacrament of Reconciliation, Confession. It's that sacrament when we encounter Jesus himself. It's one-on-one with the Lord to confess our sins. Many of you probably know about the grace uh, and the healing and the peace found in this sacrament, but why do so many of us not go? Well, we're going to talk about that today here to help us on the journey. Our spiritual director back with us once again, Father John Paul Mitchell. Father JP is a priest of Opus Dei, now serving in Chicago at the Opus Dei Center, working extensively with the College Apostolate run by Opus Dei at the University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana. Father J.P. Mitchell, welcome back. You're joining us from uh, from the campus today, right? That's right, or, right, or just off campus, but yeah, in, uh, in Champaign. Yeah, close enough. But hey, it's great to have you back, and um, I, I love talking about the sacraments. I love talking about confession. I just think this is such an important conve- uh, sacrament, and certainly for someone like me who is a convert, to uh, slowly begin to recognize the beauty, the power, the grace of this sacrament. It's just it's just a beautiful, beautiful sacrament in our in our Catholic faith. So we're going to talk about that today, and we'll invite you in our listening audience to join us as well, and we'll get those phone lines open here in just a moment. But uh, Father JP, get us started, and can I get you to maybe give us an overview? When we talk about this sacrament, and you, as the priest, persona Christi, where we meet Jesus in this sacrament, can you just kind of give us an overview and explain that to us? Sure. Sure. So, I mean, it's the great gift of the priesthood, which through the priesthood, Christ and Christ acts as a priest in very special moments, particularly in the sacraments, right? And is Christ himself, okay? And so in the person of Christ, person of Christ, um, persona Christi, it happens at the Mass, at the consecration, where, where, where the priest says, this is my body speaking in the name of Christ, right? It's Christ speaking through him. And it happens at confession, too. And he says, I absolve you from your sins, because only God can forgive sins. And... Um, and and he gives that power well, to the priest, but it's not the priest doing it, it's Jesus Christ himself doing it. So it's an encounter with Christ in uh, in confession, you know, not with Father J.P. or Father whoever, it's Jesus Christ who's doing it, you know. And so um, that's just, an, it's an awesome gift. It's uh, it's a great gift also because there's, there's clarity involved that I know I'm being forgiven by Christ himself. Um, and uh, and it's important for all of us because you know I have to go to confession too, and, uh, and all of us to make that act of faith. Because yes, I hear so and so's voice, I know he's there, but I know with the gift of faith, which is more certain than any other source, um, that it is Jesus who is forgiving me. Um, 
and uh, yeah, it's 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 really worth being happy about and joyful about. Yeah, you know, as as you're talking about that, and I want to ask the question to you: for you and your vocation, when did this whole idea of Persona Christi, you as Father J.P. Mitchell, really sitting in the confessional celebrating Mass, you know, really there um, uh, in Persona Christi, when did that happen to you? But as you're talking about this, I re- reminded of, uh, gosh, it had to be a couple of. Um, Years ago, went to um, a, a, a church that uh, not our parish church, and it was uh, during Advent. And we were going to really encourage all of all of you, every one of us, during Advent, get to confession. It's just a beautiful time to be going to confession. But um, it was dark, and being a strange church for me, I ended up in a line. I thought I was going to be going face to face, and I ended up um, not. I walked into the confessional, and it was uh, the screen was, um, I just knelt down, and obviously the priest was on the other side of the screen, but I remember it being dark, and I didn't know who the priest was. And I've got to tell you, Father J.P., That was my experience of recognizing a voice on the other side uh, coming from somebody I didn't know, but recognizing that that really was Jesus hearing my confession and absolving me of my sins. It was just a beautiful moment. I can just visualize it. I can still still hear the voice even today. But it's it's just a powerful, grace-filled sacrament, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, God, Christ instituted these sacraments to give us lots of grace. And what is grace? Grace, well, grace is his help. It's his love. Sanctifying grace is is the life of God. It's reconciliation. I mean, that's the other name for confession, reconciliation, being reconciled with God. It's such a, just humanly speaking, reconciliation is a beautiful reality, right? To be reconciled with family, maybe after a time of, of distance or whatever, and it's just um, to be able to forgive each other. And this is happening with my Creator, who's given me everything, whom I, you know, we're all sinners. We all kind of, with the tendencies to shun Him consistently, and yet He consistently forgives. And so, and, and, and not just vaguely, it's not a general or vague, okay, I forgive you all. No, I forgive you, right, specifically for the things that you've done, and I love you, you know, and that. Um, you had mentioned, I guess, right, right before that, right? When, when, when did I realize, or when was it a realization for me? And I don't know. At the beginning of of the priesthood, of course, you're. I just remember being nervous of not wanting to make a mistake, you know. And so, you're, yeah, like you, you realize or you know that you're acting in persona Christi, but you want to make sure you get the words right, you know, or <laughs> all that stuff. But um, when it came to confession, I remember. Well, it happened, many, I guess it's happened many times, but the first time where you see that someone is super happy for having gone to confession and you realize, I didn't give them that joy, you know? Like, Father JP did not give that person that joy that they're experiencing. That can only come from somebody else, you know? And and the fact that they keep coming, right? They keep coming, even though, you know, you really, you, I don't know, it's a priest. Sometimes you may think you give good advice, sometimes you don't. You're not really sure what to say, but the... But anyway, it's that joy uh, that struck me, that hit me really hard, because you realize I, I don't give that. Wow. 
Father J.P. Mitchell is our spiritual director, talking today about the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Let's open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to join us as we talk about confession. What has been your experience of confession? And maybe, uh, you know what, you don't go very often. Why is that? We're going to talk about that. But when have you discovered the healing and the grace of the Sacrament of Reconciliation? Certainly, if you have any questions about this uh, beautiful sacrament, we invite you to join us as well. Toll-free phone number, 888. 888- 9149149 you can email us as well in her life at relevantradio.com so you do see the power you do see the grace of the sacrament when when you are are there in the confessional then oh yes um you, you see it or you, you hear it you sense it and it's um when people and and it can be someone who's 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 going to confession on a regular basis, right? Maybe it's just been a week, or maybe it's been a couple days, or maybe it's been many years. Um, And that's a wonderful thing, you know, when someone comes after 20 years. And one thing which I try to say, whether it's been a year or I don't know, when it's been kind of a long time, I always say, welcome back. And and, and the reaction from the other person is always one of, yeah, thanks, you know, like, I'm happy to be back in confession. And uh, and that's what it's like. It's supposed to be. Pope Francis encourages the priests, you know, not to not to get in the way. You know, like obviously we we, we, we want to facilitate, and and when it's time to be, to yeah, there has to be certain demanding on people to encourage people. Um, but it's also a welcoming. You know, it's it's it's, it's welcome back. It's welcome back to the grace of God. And uh, and when people say that, thank you. Whether it's just been a few days, or it's been a, a few years. Uh, you realize, yeah, this. You know, you're saying thank you to God, not to me. You know. Well, and then uh, Father JP, for somebody listening today who has not been for, uh, we'll just say a while, whatever that might be. Maybe it's um, a, a year, or maybe a, a good number of years. What would be your counsel to that person listening today who hasn't been for a long time? My counsel would be, don't be afraid, um, because no one enjoys, it, 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 I don't think anyone enjoys wrecking or saying their faults to somebody else, you know, uh, at least that's, you, know, you got to go against the grain with that, um, at least that's the that's my experience when I go to confession, and I think it's a common experience for everybody, it's, it's not like I'm jumping out of my shoes to say, these are my faults. You know, it's, it's painful to recognize our faults. You know, there's a certain level of embarrassment. But we will not ever regret going to confession. We will regret having kept our mouth shut and not having gone. Um, so that's one thing, not to be afraid at all. And there's nothing you're going to say or do that's going to that's gonna surprise or, I don't know, scandalize the priest. I mean, the priest, even even just young priests, I mean, it is... They spend they spend regular amounts of time in the confessional. I mean, they're, they're I don't know. And if they know themselves, right? And and hopefully priests do. Like we just know ourselves a little bit. We know that we are capable of the worst sins ever. And so you're not going to surprise or scandalize anybody. It's not going to be anything they haven't heard before. And in fact, priests are impressed when people come and and say things that are hard to say. I mean, I'm I'm edified by it. Never. I think it's a special grace that we get. Like, I'm never judgmental because you say, this is, this is awesome. You know, they're saying something that's difficult, and they're saying it to someone, they're saying it to Jesus Christ, not to me. 
Um, another piece of advice could be to ask someone who goes regularly to talk to them about it and say, well, what's confession for you? You know, like, why do you go on a regular basis? And, uh, and I think that would be helpful, too, because then you get, you get a real answer, not just, I don't know, theory. Well, we'll we'll ask that question today, and uh, I can probably share my own experience of it again as a convert to the faith. But one of the things we hear, and I'm going to presume you hear it as well, Father JP, is that I don't go to confession because I'm afraid of what the priest is going to think of me. And I always try to ask the question, what do you think of us as a priest when we walk into the confessional? I think... um... Like, I'm a sinner, okay? And so I have sins. And so when someone else comes in and recognizes their sins, this is nothing new, you know? And and I know it's hard It's hard for me to say my sins, and but I'm always happy that I did, of course, when I go to confession. But And so I'm, I think the word is just being edified or just being really, it's more than that, too. It's being pleased and, and, and joyful when, when someone comes in and, and says their sins. And even if it's someone that I, you know, who, who comes regularly and it's the same sin over and over again, it's like, all right, you know, like, uh, I, I see someone who is beginning again, and that's the key to the spiritual life. The spiritual life is not having some perfect record, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's getting up and beginning again, and that's why our Lord gave us confession. Uh, so we can, we can, we can be helped and receive that grace and the forgiveness to begin again. So um, I'm, I don't know, my answer is edification and, uh, yeah. and joy. Um, yeah. Father J.P. Mitchell, our spiritual director, talking about the Sacrament of Reconciliation today. Let's take a phone call. Father J.P. Jose, listening in uh, Palmdale. Palmdale, couldn't read the, read the uh, screener's uh, note here. Palmdale, California. Jose, hey, it's great to have you on the program today. Good morning, sir. Father John Paul, thank you. Father, my, my question is, if you could explain the relationship between the priest of Jesus and Jesus, because I, I, understand, I understand you're saying it's Jesus who forgives our sins. However, the, the, the words I hear when I'm absolved of my sins is, I absolve you of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So if it's Jesus, if I'm confessing my sins to Jesus, and Jesus is forgiving my sins, then why are the priests saying, I absolve you of your sins? Right. Well, he's doing it in the name and in the person of Christ. So it's like, if you think of Mass and the consecration, he says, the priest priest says, this is my body. Okay? And so... Uh, I think I think the comparison to the mass can help us understand it because you see it, it happens in more than one place, not just in confession. He says, "This is my body," and so Father John Paul, Father JP, is not giving. I'm not giving you my body. It's Jesus Christ who is speaking through the priest. And so, what is a priest? A priest is a mediator. Okay, and so um, and in the priesthood of Christ, he makes present Jesus Christ. And so who is the mediator? Jesus Christ is the mediator between God and man, because he's both God and man. And so that is the, the priesthood is the greatest gift that anyone can receive on this planet. And so, um, so just like it happens at Mass, where it's Christ who's, who, who's using the priest to make his body present, again, you know, under the appearance of bread and wine, 
He's also doing that in confession. So that's why it's the I. Okay. Was it? Does that help? Thank you for that explanation, Father. Yes, that helps. And Father, can 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 you give any advice to to parents who are um who are just distraught over their children, um, who are caught in in habitual sins, you know, maybe of lust or or something else? And um, what do you think the the strategy of of parents should be? Um, in the example that you're think, I don't know, or. Are the kids open to going to confession or not in this hypothetical situation? No. Okay, no. Um, I think it's important not to force kids or anybody um, to go to confession. Um, so first and foremost, prayer. Second, there can be the invitation occasionally to go to confession, but without forcing them at all. Um, and, uh, and then the example of the parents of you know that's not the reason you go to confession but you're you're going to confession does give an example and so the regular example of going to confession that way they know too the invitation is always open in case they want to tag along yeah. jose does that help john paul, uh, father john paul yes sir thank you all right sure. thanks for, for the call today we appreciate that thank you jose we are talking today about the Sacrament of Reconciliation. What's been your experience of confession? And maybe you don't go very often. Why is that? And uh, when have you discovered the healing and the grace of the Sacrament of Reconciliation? Father J.P. Mitchell is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll get to some more phone calls when we come back. You are listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Matthew, chapter 7, verse 21, and verses 24 through 27. Jesus said to his disciples, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Everyone who listens to these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house. But it did not collapse. It had been set solidly on rock. And everyone who listens to these words of mine, but does not act on them, will be like a fool who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and buffeted the house. And it collapsed and was completely ruined. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com slash gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. 
This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz, uh, Jim Shaper answering your phone calls, and Father J.P. Mitchell is our spiritual director. Father J.P., a priest of Opus Dei, now serving in uh, Chicago at the Opus Dei Center. But joining us today uh, from the campus of the University of Illinois in Champaign-Urbana, where he works extensively with the college apostolate run by Opus Dei. We are talking today about confession, and phone lines are open. Uh, Toll-free phone number if you'd like to uh, join in the discussion today. We'd love to hear your story about the Sacrament of Reconciliation. Toll-free, 888-914-9149. But your experience of confession, what's that been like for you? And maybe you don't go very often. Why is that? And um, when have you discovered the healing and the grace of this really incredible sacrament? Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Now, let's say hello to some new listeners, uh, two new stations joining uh, the Relevant Radio Network. Welcome to the family, all of you listening in San Bernardino, California on Relevant Radio 1290 AM. And in Pittsburgh, uh, new listeners listening on Relevant Radio 106.3 FM. Welcome to the family. Great to have you on board. And so uh, grateful that um, you are now part of the Relevant Radio Network and the Relevant Radio family. Father John Paul Mitchell, Father J.P. Mitchell, our spiritual director, talking about confession. Let's head back to the phones and let's head to Minneapolis. John listening there. Hello, John. Welcome to the program today. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning, fathers. Um, yes, so I thought just wanted to share an experience of uh, uh, confessional where a couple of years ago I was a volunteer uh, with the Peace Corps in Ukraine. And uh, so I started going to uh, a, a Catholic church, St. Joseph's in Mykolaiv, southern Ukraine. And uh, I hadn't been to confession in a while, and I thought I... Uh, well, back to when I was uh, living in Los Angeles, a priest did tell me at one point uh, to try to go at least once a month to keep you on the uh, quote-unquote cutting edge, and that's really stuck with me. And, and uh, But uh, back to Ukraine, uh, so I decided that uh, I was going to go to confession before Mass, and I had spoken with the priest, been introduced uh, to him before, and knew that his English was very limited, as my Ukrainian was very limited, so I thought this is going to be an interesting confession. So um, as I uh, proceeded to uh, confess my sins uh, and uh, was given absolution, I didn't really understand fully what uh, he was saying and probably him uh, for me, the priest. So, But when I did uh, exit the confessional, to go back to my uh, pew to uh, say my penance, um, I really, it was one of those moments, I don't get it every time I go to confession, but it was one of those moments where I really felt the, the uh, weight lifted, uh, the, the freedom, the, uh, the, the grace, the forgiveness, and it was, it, it was such a powerful, it, it, it gives you goosebumps. And uh, I was practically skipping up to communion uh, that, for that mass, knowing that I was forgiven and in the state of grace. And uh, when I turned returned after communion, I, I probably got emotional and, and, and teared up because of just being overwhelmed by the, the, the experience. That's awesome. So, so the, that's, uh, the lack of English, the lack of Ukrainian didn't, uh, didn't get in the way. No, exactly. 
What a great story, John. What a great story. You know, and Father JP, we hear stories like that. I've just always been so impressed uh, with the universality of of the church. Uh, here, it's the sacraments of uh, it's the sacraments in the church, and whether they're in Ukraine or in Minneapolis or Chicago or anywhere, it's the sacrament of reconciliation. Jesus forgiving our sins in whatever language. And that's that's just beautiful, isn't it? It's um, it's one of these signs that, uh, well, the church is universal, right? Catholic means universal. So wherever we go, we find those sacraments. We're at home, um, in a special way. The Eucharist, right? And then, of course, all the grace and everything comes from Christ Himself in the Eucharist. But it uh, it makes it the same home everywhere, wherever we are. You know, the home away from yeah. home. Yeah. John, great story. Thanks uh, for joining us on the program today. And, and talk a little, I'm going to get to some more phone calls, but he brought up frequent confession. Talk about that a little bit. I love the image to stay on the cutting edge. Um, and I know for me, trying to get to uh, confession once a month, it just makes me more aware. I'm not going to say it makes me more aware of my sinfulness. It makes me more aware of when I fall short when I could have done something better, when, yeah, maybe I didn't use the right words. Maybe I could have been a bit uh, kinder or, or or gentler or something better than what I was at the moment. To me, frequent confession has kind of brought that back uh, uh, in, in, into a, a greater reality for me. Yeah. It, uh, you know, it, um, for me too, and it... Um the relationship that we have with God, I mean, it's a, it's a personal relationship with the, with the three persons, and it's and, uh, and we can always love Him more. And and in our faith journey, hopefully, we discover you know different layers, but we discover how much He loves us, right? And 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 uh, go deeper into that. And so we also go deeper into how I can love Him more in different ways. And um, and, you know, you say, well, it's also going, being more aware of our sinfulness, because we are sinners. And that's, not the menace, and that's not meant to get us discouraged. Like, it's, um, St. Josemaria would say, I'm a sinner that loves Jesus Christ. He doesn't just say, I'm a sinner, and then stop there. So I'm a sinner that loves Jesus Christ. I'm a sinner that is loved by Jesus Christ. And, um, and so frequent confession helps me, one, I experience that love in being forgiven, but also... I discover ways in which you know what if I love God I'm going to try to I'm going to try to grow in virtue and 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 also be aware of of those areas in which I'm falling short and that's not a bad thing to be aware of that it's a good thing is it painful is it difficult yeah sure but um but it become it's an opportunity to love him more and um and that love is shown in in, in struggle, in beginning again. And what John Paul II, a word that he uses a lot, is to strive. So in striving um, to love God is loving God. Mm-hmm. Beginning again, so important for all of us. Mm-hmm. Father J.P. Mitchell, our spiritual director, let's head back to the phones. And Rita, listening in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hi, Rita. Welcome to The Inner Life. Good morning. That's better. You'll be able to hear me better. Um, I have been teaching faith formation for oh, probably 50 years. Anyway, I um, have eighth graders this year, and we ta- I talk 
particularly about reconciliation many, 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 many times over the course of, of the year and tell them how, how fortunate we are to have this sacrament in our lives. And I try to make them feel comfortable about going. But my question is this. The faith formation director from years and years ago has made a, um, I don't know what to call it, but anyway, every year these kids are asked to go to confession. Father comes, and they all are supposed to go. How do I handle that when, Father, you just said something about don't force anybody to go? Sure. And I know that they're afraid, but I keep telling them how wonderful it is and how good I feel and how the priest has heard every possible sin that there could be. I even tell them about um, a friend of mine who's a priest that I said, well, have you ever heard anybody say that they murdered someone? And he said, yes. I mean, that's all that, you know, I don't ask any more questions about it. But that's how I stopped then at that, because I don't want, um, I'm not going to try to ask him anything about the seal of confession. So how do I go about making these kids just to continue to make them feel comfortable? Or how do I say you don't have to go if you don't care to? Right. Well, it sounds like you're doing a great job, I think, talking about your own experience and the experiences of others. Stories are super, super powerful for, uh, for this. And... um but yeah, uh, you know, w- one school that I've been at where where they uh, they didn't say everyone's got to go to confession, but they did encourage everyone to see the priest, and so the option was to go to confession or to ask for a blessing, and so that might be an a- you know an option that you give to them, so they don't feel forced to go to confession. They can say just go in and say hello, Father, would you please give me a blessing, <laughs> you know, and. Uh, or they could talk about anything else. I mean, they can also go to the confessional or go to talk to the priest about, I don't want to go to confession, but I'd like to ask a question, or I'd like, I'd like to talk about the local sports team. I mean, you can talk about whatever he wants. You know, I, I, I like to talk about any, whatever the person wants to talk about. You know, that's what the priest is there for. So um, to give him those options, you know, okay, maybe you're, you feel like you're forced or forced. You're encouraged to have them all line up. All right. They don't have to go to confession. They can do these other things. I think asking for a blessing is a great thing. Oh, I think that's an awesome way to handle it. I never gave that a thought. But thank you. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Well, good. And, 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 and of course, pray for them, as I'm sure you do, you know. Pray to their guardian angels, because maybe, you know, the guardian angel will give them a little push <laughs> to, to help them go, go to confession, you know, to help them see that. But, uh, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Thank you, Rita. Nice to have you on the program. You know, we talk about our faith. It's really all about relationship, our relationship with God. And when you talk about uh, confession, uh, any relationship with the priest uh, in the confessional or outside the confessional, that's always good. Um, And uh, that may just be uh, an open door then to really get into uh, the depths of the sacrament. Yes. Yeah. Um, And... uh... Yeah, the relationship with the priest can be very helpful. And one thing which I heard, and which was, we were told in formation when we were deacons, you know, as, as deacons, you know, we, we can't perform, you can perform baptism, but you can't do mass or confession yet or anything. But we were preparing for that, and uh, and and the older priest giving us the class, right, the formator said, 
in a very kind of strong way. You know, make sure you don't you don't get in the way of the sacrament, or don't get in the way of, of people wanting to go to confession. In other words, be yourself, but you want to be the best version of yourself, so you also make it attractive humanly. You know, you don't want to disagree with people, or you don't want to. I don't know, if we talk about politics, because politics is such a dividing issue, because you say one thing about politics, well, maybe that person, and that someone else doesn't like, maybe that person won't, won't, won't want to go to confession because of that, you know, to you. And so, anyway, the, the priest wants to be as, um, uh, wants to get along with, with everyone as much as possible, um, and uh, and also, yeah, develop that relationship with people. Yeah. Father J.P. Mitchell, our spiritual director, talking about confession. Let's uh, stay with the phones. And Sister Elizabeth, listening in Los Angeles, uh, welcome to the program. Uh, Good to have you back on again today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Blessings to everyone during this Advent season. Um, First of all, I want to say thank you, Father. Uh, Thank you for your yes. Thank you, Sister. Thank you for your yes. Thank you. <laughs> you know, by the grace of God, right, Father? Yep, yep. You know, I heard it I heard you say that the priesthood is one of the greatest gifts. And I have to say back in two thousand four, I was a junior sister in formation. I read the encyclical on devotion to the Sacred Heart by Pope Pius the Twelfth. And in it I read something that gave me a greater understanding of the ministerial priesthood. And it said that the three greatest gifts that Christ left for humanity are himself in the Eucharist, the ministerial priesthood, and Mary as our mother. And ever since then, um, my love for the ministerial priesthood, my love and concern for the men who have been called to be Jesus priests has grown. And when I think about these three gifts, uh, I, I realize that the devil can do nothing to Jesus or to Mary. You know, he can inspire people to destroy statues and vandalize churches and many other things, but he can do nothing to Jesus or Mary. But that is why the devil is fiercely attacking the ministerial priesthood. Yes. We have the Holy Eucharist, and we have the Sacrament of Reconciliation through your vocation. Um, Your vocation is not only a gift for you, it's a gift for all of us. And as far as us who are not in the ministerial priesthood, I just want to say, you know, let us pray for all of our priests, because we have an obligation it's a gift for us, too. And so we don't want to be instruments of the evil one to go. and Because it's very easy to do, very subtle, criticizing, gossiping, all these things. So I just needed to say that. Um, and just thank you for your yes. Thank you, sister. Thanks for saying that. Because it's true. There can be, yeah, it's true. Obviously, the devil, certainly... You know, he knows if he can bring down priests, he can bring down a lot of others with them, right? And then also keep keep them from, from getting the sacraments, etc. Um, and there can be this false idea, and it's an idea that I had as a kid, uh, eventually you grow up and, and and you see otherwise, is is to say, well, people who, who, who have given themselves to God, you don't really need to pray for them, you need to pray for other people who seem to be more in more need, quote-unquote. 
Um, and that, of course, is false. In fact, that might be the work of the devil, right? <laughs> is, you know, you have to precisely pray for those who have given themselves so that they continue to give themselves. And, uh, and, and the role of the priest, as we know, is, is, is yes, is such a great gift. Um, and uh, actually just made me think of, there's a bishop who once said, he said, the greatest gifts, when they are corrupted, do a lot of evil. And so um, he was talking specifically about sexuality. You know, one of the greatest, it's a wonderful gift. But when it's corrupted, it does lots of harm. And so the same thing we could apply this to the priesthood, right? If somehow that's corrupted or that person corrupted, it can do lots of harm. So, yeah, amen. We need lots of prayer. Thank you very much. Sister Elizabeth, good to have you on the program today. Father J.P. Mitchell is our spiritual director. We're talking today about the Sacrament of Reconciliation. What has been your experience with confession? And maybe you don't go a lot. Why is that? And if you'd like to join us and your story of the healing and the grace and the power of reconciliation, we'd love to hear your story if you'd like to join us. Toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. If you missed part of the program, you can listen to this show and any of your favorites on the Relevant Radio app or online at RelevantRadio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on The Inner Life today. Father J.P. Mitchell, our spiritual director. Father J.P., one of our regular contributors, a priest of Opus Dei, now serving in Chicago at the Opus Dei Center, also and actually joining us today from the campus of the University of Champaign, Illinois in Champaign-Urbana, where he works extensively with the College Apostolate run by Opus Dei. Talking today about the Sacrament of Reconciliation, a little bit of time left in the program. If you'd like to join us, uh, your experience of confession, toll-free if you'd like to uh, share the story, 888-914-9149. Let's uh, head back to the phones, Father JP and Maria, listening in Los Angeles. Uh, you are up next, and it's good to have you on the program today. Good morning. Um, thank you. Uh, my my question is more of a question is kind of similar with Rita. Um, I have a ten year old who has been brought up in Catholic schools, and you know recently she's been um, stealing things and telling lies. And recently she actually stole some um, valuable coins from her grandparents, and we found it and took it her to her parent uh, grandparents where she had to apologize, but. I was thinking of, I told her, you know, we're in COVID right now where there's not a lot of confession. And I told her I wanted to take her for a special confession um, because this is so serious. I'm trying to impress upon her the seriousness of her actions. But listening to the program, I'm not sure if I should force her to do something that, you know, it's kind of scary. But am I being too hard or rigid with her? Well, um, does she, I mean, you can... You can convince or try to convince her or try to explain to her why it'd be good to go, but but uh, but I think ask her if she wants to, because um, even though you know, 
I'm sorry, how old is she? She's 10. And okay. and when I brought it, when I told her that I wanted her to go, she said she didn't. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I don't think you should force her. I mean, you can say, well, think about it, et cetera. Maybe you could accompany me and, you know, pray while I'm there or something like that. I I, I don't know. But, but, um, but you don't want to force her. And, uh, I, I mean, it is something that I've seen that's not, it's not helpful, uh, oftentimes because, because particularly young ages, there can be, there can be imprinting experiences. And when you imprint into what, if there's an imprinting of a, of basically a, uh, an experience that's not fun and an uncomfortable experience or something against your will, and you associate that to confession or the sacraments or the faith in general, that can have long-term effects, which may take time to get over. Um, I mean, maybe not, but 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 it can. And so you don't want them to associate things that they were forced to do or or uncomfortable doing um, or not happy doing. You know, yeah, my mom would force me to go to confession. Well, once they get to college, you know, they're <laughs> and they're free, they, they, they know not do something. I mean, they're not going to do it. You got we have to teach them to do it because they want to. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was worried about. I I don't want it to be a negative, but I I, I just wanted to make sure she knows the seriousness. Sure. Yeah, I, I think that's. I mean, try to explain it to her the best she can, and say, yeah, if uh, you know, it might be good to go to confession, but uh, or it would be good to do that, but but it's up to her, you know, and not to make her feel guilty for not having gone either, you know. Um. Anyway, yeah, I, I think yeah. it's important Absolutely. that people, you know, that. We associate this. Listen, Jesus wants to give you the, you know, maybe there are a number of things that she, she she's got a habit there of stealing things. Well, uh, Jesus wants to forgive you and also give you the grace, give you the help to, you know, to break that habit. And so that could be a way of encouraging her in a positive light, you know. Yeah. Maria, thanks uh, for joining us on the program. Uh, I know my uh, wife, Judy, tells the story when she was uh, maybe a little bit older than that, but not much, but around the age of 10, uh, she ended up uh, taking something and uh, from a local uh, store. And um, her father found out about it and marched her right off to confession. She still talks about that. She still remembers it like it was yesterday. And I think uh, she learned her lesson and she realized uh, the forgiving power of, of God. She uh, normally, Judy, my wife, uh, normally goes to 12 o'clock mass, so she may be on the way and may be listening. And Judy, if you're listening, call in, okay? <laughs> <laughs> And we'll see if she'll tell us the story. 888-914-9149. Call in. Anyway, we'll see if. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's a, again, it's just a, a powerful experience. Uh, there's no doubt about that at all. Let's take another phone call. And Daria, listening in, uh, in uh, Wisconsin, uh, you're up next. Uh, thanks for the call and welcome to the program today. Thank you guys for taking my call. Um, I have a question. My niece is preparing for her first confession coming up in January or February. And they go through it, like, weekly, like, what she should say and how to prepare and stuff. And she, like, jokingly asked me, is it weird to say, like, I love you? Because she fully understands um, that the priest is taking the role of Christ in this. And I don't know what to tell her. <laughs> That's a great question. Um you know, it uh, would it be weird? Well, it happened to me once. Okay, it was it was it was after confession. Okay, and uh, and, and and someone said, "I love you," 
And so it uh, it totally took me off guard, okay? It doesn't happen frequently. It happened to me once. And so now I quickly realized you know, the, the interesting thing is, well, how how – you know, how should the priest respond to that, right? Do I say, I love you too, right? And I, anyway, like I understood why she was doing it, right? And, and the person was doing it because saying, I love you to Jesus Christ. Did it make me feel a little strange or take me off guard? Yeah, sure. And so, you know, anyway, you might not want to put the priest in an awkward situation, but the priest will understand what she's saying if she does do that. So um, anyway, I think it's up to her. But uh, <laughs> but but you will feel the, make the priest feel a little bit awkward. <laughs> Yeah, or loved, one of the two, Yeah, for no, sure. it's true, it's true, loved, yeah, 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 it's true. Maybe I should have felt yeah. that way when it happened to me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you were probably surprised a little bit anyway, but uh, Daria, thanks uh, for the call. This is one of the questions that I wanted to ask today, and then I, we got an email which kind of asks it, and I probably don't have time to read the whole email, but um, she's just uh, wondering if, if you might have some comments on, she says, sadly to say my husband doesn't believe in confessing his sins to a priest, uh, I've shared with him that uh, it is not the priest that he'll be talking to, but be talking with Jesus, and he still won't won't do it. She says that this really saddens me. We received the sacrament of marriage when we celebrated our 25 years of civil marriage, and sometimes I ask myself, why did he ask me to get our sacrament of marriage uh, uh, and won't uh, take advantage of the sacrament of reconciliation? Uh, I hear that a lot. You probably do, too. Why do I need to confess my sins to a priest? Why can't I go to God myself? It is good, of course, to tell God you know, during the day or whenever, on our own, Lord, I'm sorry for my sins, or I'm sorry for this shortcoming, you know, acts of contrition like that are a wonderful thing. And Christ himself instituted, right, gave gave the power to men, right, to act in his name to forgive sins um, for a reason. And the reason being that it is, well, one, we are sure that we get the grace, okay, we are sure that we get it any time the sacrament is uh is performed and then two for us to hear it it's i don't know our lord is so good to us there's a human element of just hearing you know and and knowing that it's coming from christ that i absolve you from your sins it's 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 face to face okay with someone who's acting in persona christi it's it's with him it's christ who's truly present there and so um christ wants wants us to hear it physically even you know um and uh, and that's and that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful gift. So it's not anonymous. It's not anyway. It's right there in that sacrament, one on one. So, you know, I encourage her to to keep praying, to keep taking advantage of the sacrament herself, and um, and being very thankful for the sacrament because that because that gratitude to our Lord will also, you know, it will be transmitted to Him somehow. So so not to get discouraged, not to get sad, but uh, but to but to persevere in that prayer and also living out of of, uh, of the yeah. Faith. Father J.P. Mitchell, our spiritual director, thanks to our emailer. Well, my wife Judy called in. So, Judy. Oh. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Uh, Judy, this is. I'm going to start listening a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving when I heard the story, and I know you're almost out of time so quickly. I will tell you, I was probably. Oh, seven or eight, maybe something like that. I was little, and my girlfriend Loretta and I stole some chiclet gum from the neighborhood uh, drugstore. And, uh, of course, my father found out about it. They wanted to know where I got it, and I fessed up. 
And he won first. We went back to the grocery store and returned it and apologized and paid for it or whatever we did. And then he marched me to confession. So I do remember that vividly as today. So it was good. It, it was a good thing. I mean, it was. <laughs> I glad, learned my lesson. I don't think I've ever stolen experience. anything ever again. <laughs> <laughs> you learned the lesson, right? Well, good. I, I learned hey. my lesson. All right. Well, hey, I'm so glad you called in. I'll talk to you later. Go to Mass. Pray for all of us, okay? Heading heading into Mass. Love you. Father, thanks so much for your uh, insight. Talk to you soon. All right. My wife, Judy, she called in. I see she doesn't listen. That's That's great. great. Yeah, so anyway. Sorry we couldn't get to the rest of the phone calls. Father J.P. Mitchell, we have to wrap things up. And as you know, we like to close with a final blessing for all of our listeners. May the blessing. Of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, come down upon you and remain on you forever. Amen. Amen. Father J.P. Mitchell, uh, we didn't get a chance to really encourage uh, everyone listening today. Put it on your your Advent calendar. Go to confession uh, this Advent. If you haven't been for a long time, go to confession. Experience the grace and the healing, the power and love of Jesus Christ in this great, great sacrament. Make that an Advent resolution anyway. But uh, thanks to Father J.P. Mitchell. Thanks to all of you for uh, joining us on the program. We do appreciate you taking time to join us uh, on the inner life. Stay tuned. We're celebrating Mass uh, next, uh, The Faith Explained with Cale Clark, 1230 Central. We're back tomorrow. Hope to see you then.